Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Level Up Leader Podcast. My name is Michael King. I'm an executive coach that coaches the best leaders in the world who lead the best teams in the world. Today, we have a really special episode of the Level Up Leader Podcast. So first and foremost, I want to give a huge shout out to Boxer Media and Kevin Stafford and Michael Pacheco. These guys have become good friends of mine, and they invited me to come on to the Conversations with Coaches podcast with them a few months back, and it just went live this week. So we decided that, hey, we're going to go ahead and collaborate together, and we're going to do a shared cast. So I'm going to go ahead and repurpose their content and promote them a little bit and throw them out on my on my channels a bit as well. Here's the thing is that Kevin brought such great energy in this interview and we tap into some of the story, trials and tribulations and successes behind my company and also myself as an executive coach, talk about some of the amazing stories that we're a part of right now, but also we tap into some much needed things like a little bit about AI and also some up and coming strategies and things that every executive and every leader needs to know about social media strategy in 2023. So, and thank you Boxer Media for having me on the Conversation with Coaches podcast. Without further ado, Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Conversations with Coaches podcast. It's me, Kevin, your host. You've been seeing a lot of so far in this year, I hope, hearing a lot of, I should say. And I have the great pleasure of having another returning guest, one of my very favorites. I have a lot of favorites, but he's really, he's, uh, he's up near the top. Michael King was a fantastic guest. I've got to talk with him quite a bit um, and interact with him quite a bit over the last year. And he's fantastic. You might remember, you might not, but let me re-familiarize you with uh, who Michael King is and what he does. Michael is the founder and CEO of Teams.Coach LLC and a highly sought after executive and business leadership coach. He helps business leaders clarify and execute at high levels through his Teams methodology, T-E-A-M-S, which we may or may not touch on. We touched on it in our last episode, which will be linked in the show notes, by the way. So if you want to re-familiarize yourself, you go right ahead. To develop measurable business growth and company-wide collaboration. Working with everyone from senior leaders all the way through to full team engagement, he discovers gaps in performance, disconnects in company culture, and potentially dangerous blind spots, establishing new goals and the plans to achieve them, as well as evaluating overall engagement and ultimately helping leaders and their teams to get unstuck. Michael's also a podcast host, and he's he's here, there, he's everywhere. <laughs> it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Michael King. Thank you so much for coming back on the pod. It's really good to see you again. <laughs> hey, it's great. It's great to see you again as well. And I got my trusty co-pilot, which is the bird in the plane, you know, Mr. <laughs> uh, Mr. Man of Seal, Superman right that's, here. So. That's excellent. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's kind of funny because I, I first time we talked, I, I, one of my little intro questions I like to throw out there is what's your superhero origin story as a coach, which we covered. We covered last time how you got your start as a coach, but that's very fascinating. I always love talking about origin stories and powers and whatnot. And I've been thinking a lot so far this year still um, about how 2023 has begun. Right now when we're recording, it's early February. And one of the most common refrains I'm encountering amongst coaches, especially entrepreneurs, business owners, is how how fast January just disappeared. And not in a bad way. It's been it's been very it's been a lot of momentum, very fast, very full, and not frantic. Everyone feels momentum. Everyone feels, you know, well-laid plans moving forward, gathering steam. And so I'm wondering how your 2023 has been going so far and and the momentum you're feeling in your in your business life, in your professional and personal life. 
Yeah, it's been it's been uh, I would say interesting is probably the right the right term. <laughs> you know, regaining regaining some momentum and being able to shift because we came a, we became a larger team over the last few years, um, which has been good and also bad because when you when you're developing out, not bad. It's been challenging at times because you have to everything that you do when you're when you're when you're working with you know, making sure that your vision's on point, making sure your systems, your strategies, your structures, you know, making sure that we are serving our audience um, at higher levels than we ever have before um, and making sure that we're consistently bringing value to the spaces that we're in. Um, you know, I think that that is the true north of everything that we do. And so um, what you find just in the, I think the overall state of of business and the state of economy and the state of innovation coming into January of 2023 is now it's like, okay, there's a little bit of a fear of recession. There's corporate cutbacks. There's people that are being laid off in droves. And it's very interesting because it's not necessarily because the data says they should do it right away. Um, you know, when I'm looking at some of these, even some of the bigger clients that we serve, when I'm looking at some of the tech industries uh, that we're, that we're kind of navigating within um, it's interesting because it's, you know, I'm looking at cutbacks that are happening within fields that we even sometimes coach in, and I'm not seeing that layoffs and cutbacks are always necessarily things that are being, um, being inspired or being reacted to because of economic things. I'm hmm. seeing it because organizations are feeling th that they have permission to restructure and to even reinvent and to try something even new just because they simply can right now. So what does that look like moving into the future? So that affects us. And so we've had to, we've had to, you know, ignite some innovative energy and have some creative conversations internally about, okay, what do we do to make sure that we still keep our, our, our clients number one priority, make sure that we, we help them knock it out of the park, but then also what do we, can we do to be able to increase our value in, in spaces that definitely need it? Yeah, it, it it reminds me so much of that. Uh, I think I think it's a Chinese proverb, that old proverb, uh, the blessing and a curse to live in interesting times. Um, and that's how like the, yes. the word for crisis and the word for opportunity are are the same in certain languages, especially Eastern languages. And I'm, I'm always I'm always redrawn back to that that truth because especially right now, obviously it's been <laughs> there has been plenty of cascading crises over the past few years of various sizes and scopes. Um, but it's also been very, I've been very fascinated and very, very, very invested and actually uh, very optimistic about the way in which human beings continually prove themselves to be so resilient and the way in which I'm seeing people just roll, not just roll with the punches and survive, but look for new and innovative ways to try to either add to or change or evolve or adjust whether it's readapting old ways that we've proven the value of by having to go without them for a while or coming up with new ways, given the new tools at our disposal to, to connect and build and grow teams and businesses um, and relationships. It's really, I'm continually fascinated and a little bit impressed by it, even as it can be very scary, especially if you're on the receiving end of layoffs and budget cuts and, you know, you're in the grocery store and inflate, you're trying to buy eggs and you're like, I don't know if I can afford as many eggs as I would like this week. And it's, it's all very, you know, there's a lot of edge to it, a lot of a challenge to it, but a lot of opportunity too. Yeah. I, th I think there, there are, there, there's so much opportunity. It just matters whether you're actually looking for it or not, which mm -hmm. is going to be a, a big thing because here's, here's probably one of the things and, and, you know, you, you talk to coaches a lot, but when things start to shift, 
um, how you how you adapt, not necessarily react, but how you adapt and making sure that that embracing change towards your towards your uh, towards your future innovative strategies, those things matter. And you might have been a part of a team that has been knocking it out of the park year after year after year after year. And so you're just simply used to winning. And then when everything changes around you, you don't necessarily have the you don't have the the mechanisms put into place for you to be able to adapt to new changes because you're just used to the thing that you know always delivering for you. So now welcome to 2023. The world has drastically changed on a lot of different fronts and there's nothing that any of us can do about it. The organizations that are that are geared towards change and adaptation quickly are the ones that are going to you know that are going to rise to the occasions. The ones that keep on trying to do the same things that got them winning seasons over and over and over again from 1980 all the way to 2021, those teams, they're losing for the first time ever. And some of them don't know what to do. It's always very interesting to watch. And I've always, I've always, I was, I was taught this at a young age and it's one of those lessons I just had to learn myself as I've gotten older. It's interesting watching how people not deal with success, but also how they deal with failure. You can learn a lot from both how people deal with both success and failure. And it's very, and I say failure, not as a negative or as a derogatory term. I, we've, we've, we've touched on this. I touch on this frequently with coaches, especially I find failure to be a, a great positive, a great benefit, a teacher, um, an experience gatherer, so many things that can be learned from so many, you know, things that could be grown just the way like you tear a muscle to help it grow. There's all sorts of analogies that tell you that quote unquote failure, as we've traditionally defined it is actually a little bit, a little bit askew from the value it brings to, to the table. But I always find it very very interesting to watch, especially the way you describe it. Uh, people, organizations, situations that are are used to and have adapted to winning on a regular basis suddenly find themselves in a losing position, and how they are then able to adapt from there. It's very it's it's very telling about the resilience and the structure of a team how they respond to that. It it is and. <clears throat> And in, in, in to see them, you know, I, I I want to say that there's a certain level of resiliency that exists within all organizations, but it's not, you know, and I think um, I think what we're seeing in tech sectors and some in medical sectors, some in um, mm. it, definitely in media, um, mm. one of my clients is a, is an, a good old fashioned media firm that, you know, prints newspapers globally. And, you know, and so they have different, you know, newspaper outlets and newspaper properties, uh, which drastically shifted over to being digital media over the last 10 years, right? Yeah. Well, for the first time ever, they're looking at it and going, their their clients are, or their customers are saying, we don't necessarily know if advertising is a benefit for us going through digital media. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. people are cutting back their digital ad spend like never before. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? How do you do it? You know, some organizations go into that, you know, feast or famine mode, you know, certain, you know, and so we're going to go ahead and um, scale back as much as we possibly can cut workforces and try to minimize our expenses as much as we can. Um, but if you, if you do that, this is not a reflection of the clients that I serve because they're not doing this, but I will tell you this, is that, is that cutting back without adjusting strategy, you will continue to lose. You're just going to lose bigger. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it a strategic retreat. It's that you have to have the strategy. You can't just fall back without thought or fall back without intention. There, there are natural times where a fallback or a retro or a, a shrinking or a reorganize, reorganizing is not just a palatable move, but it's the right move. But you have to have a strategy that supports that and understands that if you ever want to have any kind of hope of moving forward again. 
No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and, and go ahead and scale back. That's totally fine. But you can't expect a smaller team to deliver the same results as your bigger team. You can't expect your smaller team to continue to do the things that the larger team did. Scale back, but find something that's going to be more effective for your smaller team to accomplish so you can actually get moving forward faster. Embrace technology. Uh, embrace some of the new things that are being rolled out. Um, we won't even talk. I don't want to talk about AI today. Can we not talk nah. about AI? <laughs> there's no people talking about AI. There's no people talking about AI. And there's going to be plenty of opportunities to talk about it going forward. So we can we can, we, we can shelve that one for today. <laughs> yeah. We got some cool things to talk about with AI, but not today. Yeah. <laughs> No, I like, and I not not to not to toot your your horn, but I'm going to go ahead and toot it anyway. Um, these kinds of situations are exactly why organizations, companies, teams need a coach like you, because being able to, when you are in the midst of experiencing these moments of regression or recession, um, or scaling back and trying to figure out how you're going to be able to move forward in the future and maintain in the present, it could be hard to not. It could be hard to see what needs to happen when you're in the midst of it. And this is honestly, mm -hmm. this is why I find so much value in, in coaching and in, in coaches in particular, not only because they tend to have the right kind of values, but because they also have the right kind of perspective, not just the experience where it's like, oh, I've seen it all. It's more about the approach. It's like, I know how to see you now. I know how to see where you can make moves right now that are gonna help you today. They're gonna help you tomorrow and they're gonna help you in five years. And the reason that I'm going to be able to tell you this and share this with you is that you're going to figure out very quickly that you can trust me. I know what I'm talking about, and I'm listening to you. I'm not just coming in here with a prescription and like basically throwing the the metaphorical version of pills at you to be like, here, take take two of these and call me in the morning. No, no, no. That's and that's coaches come in, they see, they tell, and they guide. And it's it's honestly it's it's why it's why I love coaching so much and why I'm, I'm you know again I'm going to toot your own horn why I have so much respect and admiration for the gaps you position yourself in and the and the bridges that you're able to build for people and teams. Kevin, toot my horn, please. Just <laughs> keep on tooting. Um, okay, so I was I was on a call I was on a call yesterday with a leader, and uh, we have a we have some really cool mergers that we're doing for some different sectors that that we're taking on with with my company with Teams Coach, nice. and. Um, and so pretty excited about it. But I think one of the perspectives was, is, is, is that, um, and it, 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 it's not frustrating, but it's troublesome when the marketplace gets inundated with people who are marketers and not coaches. Um, mm. you know, something happened on the other side of COVID to where it's like all of a sudden when all the people, when they, when, when high capacity, big charismatic leaders either decide they're going to work from home or they lost their jobs and, but they recognize they have a following. Well, now they take their big, you know, maybe their big opinions and maybe some of their charismatic nature and they decide, Hey, I'm going to become a coach. Well, no, it's like, I, you know, I, <laughs> we took some time. We made sure it's like, okay, I, I have, I have a couple master's degrees, you know, and, and like we, we dialed in to making sure that we were in full compliance and, and offering something that's, that's incredibly valuable. But when it does come to coaching, there are two, there are two things that I would call maintenance products or maintenance perspectives that every single business leader needs to have moving forward is that the first maintenance product is they have to have a clear understanding of how to use social media in 2023. This is not a lead magnet anymore. And this is not a sales methodology. This is maintaining your brand. Mm -hmm. So how are you, you know, can you put out there realistic perspective? Can you serve your audience? Well, can you get out there and drop gold consistently on a day-to-day -day basis and love the, love the ones that you're with 
without a call to action every single stinking day that disengages your audience. So if you're not using social media as brand maintenance, you will lose. But in the same way, if you're not using executive coaching as identity maintenance, making sure that your 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 vision is 100% clear, your mindset is on point, making sure that your system strategies and structures that you have the right advisements to make sure that you are building those things to support the vision that you had in the first place. So if you don't have executive coaching to keep identity maintenance alive, you will lose in the marketplace that is consistently being surrounded by experts who the people that are winning. And that's why I'm committed to it myself. Like one of my coaches said to never trust an executive coach who doesn't have an executive coach. Well, I have mm -hmm. two. So <laughs> let's go. <laughs> no, that's, that's so right. That's so right. And I love immediately the dichotomy of it jumps out to me because it I mean, to, to maybe slightly oversimplify, but you take care of your inside and you take care of your outside. You take care of your input and you take care of your output. You tend, you tend to yourself, executive coaching, you, you do the work, the foundational work inside, and you make sure that you're continually flowing out. I think there's there's the analogy of the of the Dead Sea, where the Dead Sea is dead because it only has inlets and it has no outlets. Um, and the reason that a body of water can be healthy is because it has water coming in and it has water coming out. And so in that way, it things flow through it and things are tended to. So tending to your, tending to your not just yourself, but your team, your organization, inside and out so that the vision is clear and evolving and that the brand is building and growing and that again i know it's a, a marketing term but no like and trust you're basically just you're building relationships out there and you might not even know who these people are but you're helping them take that first step towards knowing you and liking you and trusting you by just being out there on social media in the ways that represent who you are accurately brilliantly said i love it <laughs> I know I'll throw these things out there because you'll like inspire me. And then I realized I didn't really leave an opening there. <laughs> just, <laughs> as, I, as I was talking, my hands start creeping up into the zoom window. Cause I start getting excited and I start gesturing wildly. I'm like, I'm, did I just get up? Is there like a soapbox below my feet? I can't quite tell. I should, I should I step back down. <laughs> well, you, you started to float and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> okay. Back, back, back down there. I can have my head in the clouds and my feet on the ground. Somehow, I'll, somehow I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, shoot, man, we've already been talking for a little while. That went by really quick. It's, I mean, it hasn't been that long, but it's also been like, it's been fantastic. Um, I'm trying to figure out what to ask you. You actually did. I'll give you, I'll, I'll open the floor to this. When I reached out to you to come back on the show, first of all, I was just excited to do this again, which, you know, once again, my my expectations, which I allowed to be high, have been exceeded delightfully. So it's been great. Um, but you also mentioned that you have something called a 90 day six figure blueprint. And that's a that's a, a basically that piqued my curiosity. So just selfishly speaking, I'd like to know a little bit more about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we um, you know, so our it's a significant amount of our portfolio or portfolio, well over 60% of it is, you know, we, we get to work with C-level leaders, uh, some fortune 500, fortune 1000 companies, um, and really helping them dialing in their, their executive coaching for them and also for their executive team. Thus why we call ourselves teams.coach is that it's never running an organization as much as I would love to say one-on-one -on -one executive coaching is always beneficial. But if there, if you can expand it out to the experience and getting everybody on the same page, I'm telling you, like it explodes. We were, we were consistently asked, what do you have for the everyday leader? And, you know, here's the thing, six, six or seven years ago, uh, I found myself coming through, um, leaving a full-time job in, in as being an, an executive pastor for close to two decades, helping build, you know, a church from, you know, three to 400 people to 3000 multi-site 
developing systems and strategies and structures, all that stuff. But then I found myself uh, going, speaking on on stages, working with clients and doing keynotes and all this stuff and realizing, okay, I'm gonna have to make a bold leap. So I'm gonna go and start my start my thing. Hmm. Well, starting from nothing and chasing down a dream, it can be really scary. Um, maybe even some of the clients that we work with, they come to us and they say, you know, we've, we've been able to consistently hit, you know, a certain amount of top line revenue every single month, but we just can't seem to crack the code. Well, after doing it once, after doing it twice, after doing it 30 to 40 times, then we started to realize there's some common things that we put into place when it comes to building out what we call our six or seven figure blueprint. And we can do it within 90 days. So we did roll out the Aspire program um, a couple months ago. It's a combination of group coaching, but also it, it with some one-on-one -on -one elements with myself and some of the coaches that are on my team. But the things that we cover in this it's they're personal to me because I've experienced transformation. And there's some things that we've also experienced just like that me and my team, we do these things on a consistent basis that have to do with mindset, that have to do with identity, it has to do with your character, has to do with the things that you're called to the most of clarifying your vision, and then making sure that we're able to reverse and engineer and putting the right systems and strategies in place, um, identifying, you know, like your ideal client, making sure that your offer is, is is spot on right in the middle and then making sure that you have the the marketing methodology as well locked in. But there are just some things that people need help in be, being able to be coached to get them to get the catalyst, you know? Mm. But my heart in this is really, it's like, you know, we we started to offer this and it's a really good value add. My team did a great job of getting, getting in and making it affordable. But the point is, is like, be brave. You know, you have a dream that's worthy to be unlocked and you as a person, you are worthy to be able to experience next level. So you don't have to be trapped into the thing that you might believe you're trapped into. That's a choice. Mm -hmm. So we made this available of just saying, hey, listen, if, if you if you have a dream, if you have a catalyst project that you want to get off the ground, if you have something, maybe you're even a small business owner and you just have a rough time cracking the code to get to the next level. Well, we have a community for you now. So, um, mm -hmm. and we're pretty excited about it. That's awesome. That's yeah. That, that, it addresses like again that 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 spark that you're looking for, where it's like you kind of you have a vision forming and you can feel it, and you have like the plans are coming together and your intentions are starting to align, but you're you're you've hit this friction point, this point that you haven't figured out quite how to get across yet. You're not quite sure what to do. There's there's a lot of quite like it feels close, but not quite there, and that's often where uh, the the perfect ingredient, the perfect spark is a program like this and a coaching program like this to really give you that little bit of bridge to get over that gap that you can't quite figure out how to cross on your own and spark it and empower you to, to really get started and do the work. And quite frankly, I like the fact that it's that you have a time frame, 90 days, because what will happen sometimes is a little procrastination will creep in or discouragement will creep in. And when you've got a schedule, when you're when you're on a clock, your commitment follows your intention. And the work follows that. And that's, I, I find that to be, it's empowering is almost somehow too small a word. It, it's just powerful, capital P. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I think that everybody deserves the opportunity to experience hope. And so that's why mm -hmm. it's personal to me because I remember what it was like to be able to go, you know, having, having that last day um, at a full-time job and going, I don't necessarily know how I'm going to pay my bills tomorrow. I don't know mm -hmm. where I'm going to work. I don't know how my family is going to be, provided for. Um, so, but I'm going to take a step, you know, and we've had multiple people go through the program in which, you know, what, one of my clients is making four times as much as he's ever made in his whole life. And he did it within the first 120 days that he started working with us. I had this lady that just came on into the program literally probably two months ago. And 
she got onto a discovery call on us and this thing is not this thing is not expensive you know like if you can afford starbucks on a day-to-day basis you can afford you can afford aspire <laughs> and um but she came in and she said i don't know necessarily if i can she goes all my all my credit cards are maxed out um and she goes i don't i don't even know where to begin she goes i want to be a life coach and i want to get this thing off the ground but i don't even she, you know, she was just, she was just stuck. And when you get in those places of being desperate and being stuck, when all the credit cards are maxed out and you don't necessarily know what to do next, mm-hmm. you need to have an advisor. And so we made, we made some, you know, some concessions to get her into the, in, just to get her into the program because I care about people. And I'm like, you know, here's the deal. If you promise me that you will, uh, that you'll get a part-time job to pay for the program, we'll get you started. And so she did that, you know, she got a job at Chick-fil-A and <laughs> of all places, right? Love it. And, uh, but there was, there was some skin in the game for her. And mm-hmm. so 30 days later on ramping three or four clients into her coaching program. And it was literally within 30 days. I, we gave her 90 days to put together her six figure blueprint, but she went and she got on it. She did her homework. She adjusted mindset. She got some skin in the game. She's great at what she does. Sky's mm-hmm. the limits for her. So I bet you within a year, she's probably going to be cracking, you know, well over six figures. So that's awesome. You gave you gave hope, and and a path forward, a way forward. And that's just I, you think about all the people who are. That's all they need. Like they're they're right there. And that's that's really that that's the key that that'll, that'll unlock them. And I just love how, I mean, I, I'm almost picking up on her enthusiasm and her commitment to it because obviously, she when you gave her the opportunity and you gave her that spark of hope, it sounds like she ran with it. She went all in all the way. And that's just that's beautiful to to be able to help facilitate and catalyze. Well, you know, and that's the thing is as an executive coach, it's just, you know, I feel like we've gotten really lucky with the type of clients that we get to serve. And now we're at a place to where we get to choose the clients that we want to serve. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've probably talked to a million other client, other coaches before, and there is a place where in your business where you feel like you just have to take everybody that comes your way. Yeah. You know, I'm so, I'm so thankful that man, my tribe that we coach right now, it's like, they're, they're all stars. They're, you know, they're just really, really great people. But, um, but when it comes to that place of, of having empathy and having, um, in understanding what somebody else is experiencing, because I've been there, you know, I've been in that place of going, I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do. So I just need somebody to come to my rescue. In fact, the first time that I reached out to a coach, I remember I was, I was sitting at a Starbucks and I hopped on a discovery call with him. And I'm sitting there, I'm telling him my story and I'm just bawling in the middle of this Starbucks, you know, <laughs> because I was just looking for hope. I was just looking for a way out. And, um, and he did a great job. He's still one of my coaches today. And so there's a part of that to where, do you know how demeaning that is, by the way? It's like when you're really, really looking for hope, you hop on a discovery call with somebody that you feel like has what it takes to be able to help you get to the next level. And then they become all about the paycheck. It's so disheartening. It's- it's so dis- deflating and I'm not, I'm not, we all have businesses to run. Don't get me wrong, yeah. Yeah. but I do reserve the right. And even the, even my advisors and my team, they understand I reserve the right every now and then to break the rules. If I feel like that somebody's going to take us seriously. And, and so we'll do, we'll do a certain level of justified risk to, to help somebody jumpstart some things, but mm-hmm. you know what, but it's all about impact and influence. I want to make somebody's life better. I want to help them because that becomes the story that everybody finds out about. Mm-hmm. Whoever exactly. tells the best story always wins. And I tell you what, I have hundreds of stories of people experiencing transformation because we broke the rules. Ooh, that's 
that's the perfect place to leave it. However, I do want to make sure <laughs> that was at the, that was perfectly said. Where where can people best find out more about this Aspire program? Where can people best find out about you? Where can people best find out about Teams.Coach? Um, wh- which social media do you prefer to have people sliding into your DMs, if any, or if it's all of them? Like, where can people just get more of this if they're if they're really looking for that spark? Yeah, absolutely. So we we actually launched a free a free Facebook community called Aspire Leadership. So go ahead and hop onto Facebook and and um and check us out. Or if you go to Teams.Coach slash Aspire Leadership. It'll actually take you right to the Facebook group as well, and you can join it for free. Um, we're dropping, you know, free content every single week. We're we're inviting people to promote and to collaborate amongst the leaders that are in the group. It's going pretty well. We I think we have close to like five five to six hundred leaders that are actually in the group and participating now, and so we love it. That's pretty. It's pretty great. You can check us out on the web at www.teams.coach, and please direct directly engage with me. It's like for me, you know me. It's like. It's for me, it's all about friendships, you know, it's like, let's just, let's enjoy life together, but make sure to also check us out at the level up leader podcast. Um, Mm. we have some really, really cool content coming out as well. So if you don't mind, um, I'm plugging my podcast on your podcast. And then what I'll probably do is I'll ask you if I can repurpose this episode to be on my podcast. So uh, (laughs) that's the way it works. It's, it, it feels like it's community building really. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. It's, like, it's great sure, to have a good mine, track. Come on, yours. We'll put we'll put each other's pods on each other's feeds, and it's all you know. Again, like I think I mentioned this the last time we talked, or last time we talked for the pod, that whole rising tide raising all boats thing that I feel so powerfully in the coaching community. Um, it's similar in the podcast community too. I mean, if we're if our vision and our purposes are aligned, share and share alike. <laughs> Glorious, man. Rock on. <laughs> Man, that went that flew by. I, I really got it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get like a long form version of this podcast because these conversations are so meaty. Although I do really like the multiple parts, like leaving people wanting more, having a really good built in excuse to to slide into your DMs in a couple of months and invite you back on as the summer starting to creep up on us. If you don't mind, I'll I'll probably I'll probably do that because I just I find our conversations to be so fruitful and so I mean really inspiring. So yeah, I guess a long way around to saying thank you. I'm, I'm yeah, grateful man. for you and I'm grateful for getting to talk to you. Dude, yeah, I uh, I love being a part of it, and, and and I'm enjoying becoming one of your friends. So thanks for being yeah. around. Oh, well, okay. Well, if, if the audience out there, if you if you're if you're feeling the vibes, if you're, if you're feeling the warm fuzzies, make sure to reach out. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing this time with us. And uh, Michael and I, separately and together, we'll talk to you again very soon. 